Hey, Kate. Yeah? Do we give legal advice on this podcast? Oh, gosh, no. Hostile work environment. Exactly. Hey, an appropriate workplace topic. Hostile work environment. I'm the human resources director. Little Miss Hostile Work Environment. Hello, and welcome to the Hostile Work Environment Podcast. My name is Mark Alifans. I'm joined, as always, by my wonderful, disarming <laughs> hate, Kate Bischoff. Yes, that is the t-shirt I'm wearing today. Yes. Uh, yes. How are things in Portland? So so there's good and there's bad in Portland. Um, I, I guess there's a little more bad because I, I haven't paid cl- close attention, but it sounds like a whole bunch of new stuff burned down on Friday night uh, in some protests, which uh, in 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 part I support, but not the burning down of buildings and other things in, in the city, uh, including I read the Historical Society uh, that, come on, all right. But uh, the good news is that unlike uh, the traditional Portland spring, where this time of year we should still just be getting rain all the time, we've now gone two weeks of pure sunshine uh, and low humidity and temperatures in the 70s. Today it's supposed to hit, I think, about 82 or 83. So we've been enjoying it. It's wonderful. But it comes with another downside, which is that we're going to burn to a crisp later this summer when wildfires start up, uh, as they usually do. And uh, we're already drying out. There's already fire warnings uh, of, like, don't light matches and stuff in forests. Uh, and it's it's oh. April. We're supposed to still be getting rain, so so that's right. concerning. But in the moment, I'm loving it, and we're not going to go for too long today because I need to. I want to get outside. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, to steal a joke from another podcast, the gender reveals are really going to leave an imprint this year. So oh, the the gorgeous in trouble with with gender reveals. Oh, yes. Yeah. Well. I can tell you that my city is a tinderbox. Yeah. It's a natural tinderbox given the events of the city in the last uh, two weeks um, and a likely verdict this week. In fact, my kids are in a hybrid program for going back to school. Ozzy's first day of school in 13 months will be tomorrow, but they're going to go fully distant for the remainder of the week because of the potential for the verdict to be bad and not wow. wanting kids to be out moving around. So that's just, I mean, the timing when you're finally getting back out there, but it, that strikes me as prudent. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. The, the National Guard drove down my street in a fully armored vehicle uh, this week. And so I'm not thrilled about it. Um, no. So. Are they back? Is he back full time? I mean, other than the not going for the rest of the week is or just a couple hours or. Just um, two days a week for both of my guys. At their, one's in high school, one's in middle school, um, because too many students wanted to come back. So right. they had to go to hybrid in order to maintain some sort of social distancing at all, if that was going to be possible. So, But I'm, they seem to like being in school. I'm happy about that idea. Uh, I just wish... The, the attendant issues around the city at this point in time, and quite frankly, the whole state. Um, I put tabs on the car that Quentin will use today, and it's just like, oh, this is why Dante Wright was pulled over. Like, it, it's just awful. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so would you like yeah. to talk about a monster? 
Yeah, I was going to say on a lighter note. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk so, about, I mean, so like, because we're always so uplifting with our stories here. Um, <laughs> let's lighten the mood a little bit and talk about bad people. Yes, let's talk about bad people. Now, I have to say that whenever I see this individual's credits as a producer or executive producer, I am pretty confident I'm going to like the movie or the play. And so similar to Harvey Weinstein in 2017, we have another gentleman with behavior that is abhorrent. And in fact, Mr. Scott Rudin, the producer of uh, very famous movies, including 23 Oscar wins, 151 Oscar nominations, including The Social Network, which won Best Picture. Scott Rudin has been a infamous leader in Hollywood and Broadway for a very long time. Uh, but he likes to throw stuff like laptops. I mean Oh, toasters and a baked potato. I don't know how you throw a baked potato. I mean, maybe I should ask. I mean, my senator, because, you know, she eats a a salad with a comb if nobody gets her a fork. So there's food related issues here. But we've got a stapler, a teacup, laptops. uh, Once he took an Apple monitor and smashed it on one of his assistant's hands which required immediate medical attention. He was labeled as Bazilla by the Wall Street Journal, and he has gone through 119 assistants in a five-year period. <laughs> That's my favorite stat. That's my fact that I... <laughs> I mean, I mean, throwing potatoes, that's just, that's just, that happens all the time. But 119 (laughs) assistants in five years, holy moly. Is that just because of your proximity to Idaho that potatoes are being thrown that often in your (laughs) world? Or because I I don't throw hot potatoes. I mean, I I mean, at least, at least once they're baked, they're pretty soft, you know. (laughs) Okay. I'm sure the person he was aiming at did not feel that that was. Appropriate. I didn't say it was welcome or appropriate, just, you know. And no, I mean, yes, Idaho borders Oregon, but it still takes six and a half hours to drive there from here. So it's not exactly (laughs) close. Okay. Okay. Fair, fair, fair. So the really interesting thing about Scott Rudin, and I use interesting in the Minnesota definition of interesting, which means I don't like it to a great degree, is that. There are no clear claims of harassment or discrimination by Rudin himself. There's lots of this assault, lots of bullying, lots of anger issues, but there doesn't seem to be really any claims that are that would clearly fall under Title VII. Because they, they don't could, seem to be focused on they don't seem to be focused on any protected characteristic. Right. They could if we were in California, because California has got mm-hmm. this behavior statute and has lowered the standard of harassment from severe and pervasive to something else, which I'm not sure we know what that's going to be. I know this the statute in California said severe and pervasive, that's the federal standard is not our standard. So I don't know what they're going to come down on, which is the standard. However, the behavior is 
anger, it's not directed at a particular protected class. Now, one of his assistants is a type one diabetic and she needed to work out from 5 a.m. to 6 a.m. So she would get up really early, start work, work out for half an hour with a doctor's note and then continue on. And then she eventually loses her job and claims that her diabetes was the reason for it. But there's no particulars in any of the articles that I've read about Mr. Rudin that suggests that his behavior was aimed at her or his outlandish behavior was aimed at her because she was a diabetic. Well, if, so, if, if he went through 138 assistants in five years and the other 137 were not diabetic, that, that doesn't help the claim. <laughs> right. No, it definitely does not help the claim. Um, but this, to me, this is the equal opportunity asshole kind of situation. Yes. And there has been historically a lot of forgiveness for those people who do quote unquote good work. I mean, he, he has produced movies that and plays, including Aaron Sorkin's To Kill a Mockingbird that have been widely reviewed as either the hottest ticket in town or Oscar nominated films. And so there is a lot of, grace given to these individuals because they're so quote unquote good at their job. But the fact that you have to be really good at your job so we can cover all these things up, I think that is going to go away essentially. Now, Mr. Rudin has announced that he's going to step back from duties while this goes on. I don't know what that means in particular, but it is, you know, we're going to put a pause for a moment while, you know, is he going to go to rehab? Is he going to seek some anger management treatment? I don't know. But there is going to certainly be something done about his behavior. Yeah, it's fascinating. And it's one of those really interesting kind of, you know, the, the, the employment laws are not there to make your workplace nice. Right? <laughs> no. They, you, you, can be, you can be an asshole at work and still be on the right side of all of the employment laws. Right? Now... If, if that involves throwing toasters or potatoes or whatever else at people, there are other laws. <laughs> yes. Like like tort laws, uh, assault and battery, uh, either tort or criminal potentially, that cover <laughs> that conduct. So that's not to say that if he does something like that, that there's no potential legal liability. But within our world of employment law, it probably doesn't get there on a, on a harassment unless unless that's happening because of that protected characteristic. So this is, right. this is one of those interesting uh, kind of, you know, the employment laws don't get there in most places for conduct like this. And there's lots of questions out there about whether they should or should not. But mm -hmm. as it stands right now, they don't. No, as they stand right now, they don't. I mean, I will, I will admit, I threw a book at the floor once when I was really upset about how a judge ruled in a, one of my cases, but I didn't aim it at anybody. Um, and, some, uh, and I have in the past when a friend is really distraught, I have gone to the Goodwill and bought $20 worth of dishes to smash in a driveway because it gives the release. Like, I get that. But when you do it you? in the workplace, you're still subject to these. And the injuries of a broken hand when an Apple monitor crashes upon it, that's assault. That's not covered by work right. comp. So. Did, did, did you throw the book in court? No. 
<laughs> I have a little bit of judgment. I threw it in uh, my office. Well, I just, I was just curious because, because uh, you know, that's that's anyway. I didn't There's think so. There's a reason so, but... I don't litigate anymore, Marcus. <laughs> yeah, well, me too. Me too. <laughs> so yes, but I have one more story for you. Okay. Now in Minnesota, we have four networks. Network, you know. On the TV. TV networks, yeah. Yeah. And one of them is called Care 11. Now, for a very long time, I want to say at least, you know, more than 11 years, there was a weatherman whose name was commonly referred to as the Svenomenon because his name is Sven Sungard. Now, Sven is maybe five feet tall. And over the course of him being a weatherman, I think the young people would say he became swole because he is buff. Okay. Oh. Okay. He is a little powerhouse. Okay. But this phenomenon (laughs) was very popular. Sven was very popular. Um, One of the top weathermen. He had good, you know, he wasn't on necessarily the 10 p.m. news, but he had some of the prime time spots and he was very, very popular. Uh, very, an out man celebrated in the Twin Cities, uh, often would lead the Pride Parade. Um, very, very, very popular man. Well, in 2010, he converted to Judaism. And at the time, his former news director asked him, if he, he still believed that Jesus was the Messiah. So Jew or Jew for Jesus, one or the other. <laughs> yes. But she was, she's no longer with the station, but this is where we start to get into his claims. Okay. okay? His claims brought against Care 11, which he left, departed in 2020. I want to say early May, late April, he was let go. It's about a year um, ago. Yeah. So he was let go then, and he claims sexual orientation and religion as the basis for his harassment and discrimination claims. So, 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 so just, just to be clear, that conversion happened in 2010. He's let go in 2020. And when was the question asked? 2010. Oh, so it's, it was 10 years between the question and the interest. Okay. Just making yes. sure I got the timeline right here. Yes. No. Owning in on issues. No, no. Good job. Good job. A plus for you. (laughs) Uh, He filed suit on Thursday. So while we know that the station is denying the claims, they haven't filed their answer yet. So we just have the news reports because in Minnesota, court filings are not public. They're public. But if you go to the courthouse and just so you know, not interested in going to the Hennepin County Courthouse for you right now because that's the site of the Chauvin trial. So I'm just going to stay away from that for the moment, okay? <laughs> I, I, this time. Make an exception this, this, this just this time. <laughs> okay. So one of the other allegations is that Sven was reprimanded for things that he said. So, for example... One time during a broadcast, he said that size really does matter. Well, when it comes Make- to storms and tornadoes, yes, it does. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> 
But the sexual innuendo got him reprimanded. So at the end of April of last year, uh, one of our prominent rabbis here in Minneapolis had tweeted about some anti-Semitic actions of gun-toting protesters in the Midwest who objected to our coronavirus quarantine orders. And in the end, he called them white nationalist Nazi sympathizer gun fetishist miscreants, is what the rabbi called him. And then Sven okay. retweeted or reposted that. Okay. I believe it was on Facebook, I think. But he reposted it or retweeted it or something on social media. And so he got called on it by Care 11 management and said, we don't like this. And in response, he got a bunch of anti-Semitic attention, including from our then Republican Senate candidate, Jason Lewis, who said, today's forecast, mostly sunny with a chance of idiocy, Care 11 should fire him. Well, then Care 11 proceeded to terminate Sven for his reposting of the position. And the reason was due to continued violations of Care 11's news ethics and other policies. So. I mean. Oh, no. Okay. It's thin, thin to me, but okay. Yeah, I, there needs but. to be more, I think, here. For it to be something that will survive a summary judgment. However, the two attorneys that Sven hired, Joni Thome and Francis Balian, are very talented plaintiff's attorneys. Um, so one I mean, it, stri really it strikes me as a thin reason to fire him and probably still a thin, thin claim. Yeah. Everyone's thin. <laughs> Not Sven. He's swole. He's, he's buff. <laughs> He is very, very buff. You know, like he was on before I left for the service. And so I was gone for four years and came back and I was like, whoa, Sven got pecs. Like it was like, <laughs> it was a thing. And, and that's saying something. If you can see, if you can see that through whatever like suit shirt he's wearing on the broadcast. Yeah. Dude got thick, like thick. So. All right. Good for him. Not so and good for him the rest of it. No, not so good for this. He now has, whether uh, he's doing, there's an independent non-TV, Bring Me the News is what it's called. So he's still doing the weather. He grew up here. So I think his desire to leave the Twin Cities is relatively minimal because, you know, he's been on the cover of our LGBT magazines. He's very sure. prominent in the community. So, but he still gets to do and tell me when to pack an umbrella. So. Yeah. What do you have for me, sir? I've got, uh, you know, three fun short stories here. Uh, we've got a follow-up from one of our stories last week. Uh, but we're going to start with uh, an Am I the Asshole? Sweet. This is one of my new favorite hunting grounds for, for new stories of real workplace shenanigans. And uh, this is a great one. So... Uh, I'm not going to read the heading because it asks like the full question. I just want to read the whole story and then we can ask the question. All right. So, okay. uh, I 24 female, this is like on Reddit. It's like, you always got to put your age and gender. Why? Right. It's not, not a requirement. It's just people do it. Okay. I 24 female was recently promoted to the newly created position of chief of staff at my fiance's company. 
It's oh, a fiance. No. Yeah. We so have nepotism is the- right out of the gate? Yes. My duties okay. My duties mainly revolve around making sure <laughs> You wanted me to laugh at a duty joke? Oh no, 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 no. It looked like you were about <laughs> to say something and I didn't I wanted oh. to give you space to say something. But if you if you want to go duty laugh, go like that's on remember, you. Remember, you don't like poop and fart jokes. So and they're not I my was favorite. Leave the duty lie. Okay. All right. So, uh, gosh, we're 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 going downhill here fast, <laughs> friends. All right. So, uh, the duties mainly revolve around making sure my fiance's schedule and company priorities are in order, and helping make sure company operations run smoothly. Before I was chief of staff, I was an associate and then a VP. Among the associates, there has been a culture of covering for each other so nobody gets in trouble with the bosses. For example, if someone is, uh, if somebody is running late for work, others will make sure that they can get caught up when they come in, and that person is expected to reciprocate the favor when the reverse happens. The same thing is expected when somebody isn't doing so well on a project. Other associates fix the, fix the mistakes so nobody gets in trouble. There's some pluses and minuses there, but okay. However, when I got promoted, I felt like I was ghosted from that culture of collaboration. I stopped getting invited to go out, and people have made snide comments about me having shorter hours than them. And from the perspective of my new role, I saw that the fact that they seemed to keep a lot from the executives and myself makes it hard for us to understand the specific things particular employees need to work on. Melanie, 44F, is a single mom. Melanie in quotes, not a real name. She's popular at work, but despite being friendly to everybody, she's also part of the group of associates who ice me out, making my job harder. I was also pretty sure she was rushing in late. Upon talking to my fiancé, he confided in me that one of his other managers have written her up two times for being slightly under 10 minutes late. And the explanation always has something to do with her co-parenting issues. He said, I can always tell him if she gives me any trouble. (gasps) The other day, I caught Melanie red-handed coming in to work over five minutes late. Now, to be clear, we we don't know what the nature of the work is. So it's a little hard to say, is five minutes like the worst disaster in the history of the world? Or is it like you're just being a jerk just to be a jerk. So it's a little, little, right. Like, so, um, so I could go either way on that just as my own editorializing here halfway through. So, uh, one of the other associates tried to tell me that Melanie had finished her part of the work and that none of them had even started their day yet. They begged me not to tell on her for something that small. After considering what everybody said, I decided to tell my fiance. Oh, no, 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 sister. I asked if I could give insight, and he said he always loves hearing what I have to say. Oh, such a romantic. Right? I said that Melanie has not been making my job any easier and that her tardiness is probably setting a bad example. I suggested that she be let go, and my fiancé said he'd think about it. I come in two days later and hear Melanie was fired earlier in the day. I asked my fiancé if I should feel bad about this, and he said absolutely not. However, when I walked to my office, I saw many people glaring at me. During the day, I overheard one tell a recent hire to watch out for me. 
The next day, another employee said she'd been there for 16 years, but she never got moved up or got long lunches, referring to mine, even though I'm also running errands for the company. Am I the asshole? I caught Melanie doing something wrong and spoke my mind on it. I also hope this can be a start uh, to new associates that don't feel the need to ice managers out. Okay. So they have a culture issue. They have a nepotism issue. Of course, everyone is going to see her as management because she's marrying management. She's, so, yeah. So why would they confide in her in the first place unless they fix the culture issue where people feel like they could bring issues up no matter what? And quite frankly, covering for each other and helping each other out collaboratively is a good thing. And depending on the state that this individual's in, she could have a claim for familial status discrimination for being fired for being five minutes late if it has to do with her co-parenting issue. Yeah. So, yes. The answer is yes, yes, you are the asshole. You need to find a different job. You yeah. are always going to feel like this in this organization because you're marrying the boss. So, yeah. Well said. Uh, okay. My vote is also yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, moving on. We're going to have two stories uh, that were featured on Ask a Manager. And uh, Allison, we are not trying to bogart all your stories. Uh, we have a couple of them that were sent to us that are just so awesome. We want to share them. Uh, please, everyone, go check out Ask a Manager online. Mm -hmm. uh, it's awesome. Great source of stories and great source of great advice, uh, great HR mm -hmm. advice. Um, so, so the first is, this was pointed out by our Twitter follower, a ukulele cowboy. Uh, and uh, Ukulele Cowboy uh, says that there is a follow-up to last <gasps> week's Quack Quack story. Quack Quack Yay! Sex. The Quack Quack Sex Club story. Um, so I'm going to read it. <laughs> and and it's kind of, it kind of, it, it stays crazy. So. Sweet. Okay. So, so, so this is, uh, you know, I set the stage, um, individual, just, you can go back and listen to the last episode for the full details, but individual who's uh, an HR person, uh, finds or has people in the office going quack, quack to each other. And it's not sure what it's about, but sounds like it's a, it's a sex club because he then walks in on two of his employees having sex in the copier room. Uh, and, and but like doesn't think that they did anything wrong and didn't really violate any company policies, uh, other than you know like using the copy room for reasons that have nothing to do with copying. Like like there were some gaps. There were some gaps here in the you know that's still not acceptable. No. Right. So no. okay. Don't get dip your pen in the company ink. Right. Don't get your honey where you get your right. money. And 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 to to acknowledge again, Allison did a great job of yes. of setting that straight and being like, "What the hell is wrong with you?" <laughs> so so our our individual letter uh, writer uh, responds. He says, 
I first want to defend something I said in my original letter against some of some of the comments of your posters. I said originally that at my job, we had a great work culture and that basically the team I led worked well together and got along. It seems some of the commentators or commenters took exception to this because of what turned out to be going on behind the scenes. Just because this was going on doesn't make what I said any less true. We do get along great. We're all high performers. So I take exception to some of the comments that suggested this was untrue or that I was being naive. Anyway. <laughs> okay. I think you're still being naive. Doesn't matter if you're good performers. You shouldn't have sex at work. Yes. So. Okay. That gets my gritted teeth like, yes, smile. <laughs> um, anyway, I did take your advice and go to my manager. Suffice it to say, it was kind of awkward. Thankfully, <laughs> the timeline on when I found out to when I told him never came up, so he wasn't aware that I took so long to tell him. Anyway, he told me that he had heard some whispers of other things like this from other people. Not necessarily, yeah, not necessarily catching people in the act, but just some weird instances going on. For example, a few people reported that it looked like their cars had been broken into, but nothing had been stolen. What? What? Think about it. What? Think about it. The reason they noticed something was because their seats had been pushed all the way forward. <laughs> perhaps, perhaps some duck members scoring some more points. <laughs> okay, that's awesome. I, I, I don't get the physics of having sex in a car, but okay, I get it. He also Ooh. mentioned that another co- co-worker of ours reported that on one of the three slots in the tampon dispenser in the ladies' room had never worked and had been labeled out of order and had been so ever since I can remember. She just happened to let her curiosity get the best of her one day and turn the knob and what came out? A condom. condom. Weird, I know. That's not my editorializing. That's what's in there. Weird, I know. (laughs) Okay, I am not opposed to having condoms at work because I worked in embassy where the bathrooms were filled with condoms in USAID packaging. But so I'm not fair, opposed to that. Fair. Right. Just just don't do it in the office. Right. I, I have no idea who loads those things, if it's the maintenance workers or if we have someone in the office that's responsible for it or if it's serviced by a third party company. That's the one thing. Oh, Steve, it's your month. Can you go get some a, a mega box so we can yes. fill the <laughs> Wow. Make sure it's the multicolor pack. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. That's the one uh, I thought was really strange. This is me reading again, not me. Uh, I guess it's strange, but yeah. All right. Perhaps this is where the Duck Club comes to get their protection. Or maybe I'm just reading too much into that one. Anyway, we scheduled a meeting with my boss's boss for the next day. He's one of the top guys in the company. And that was also awkward. I told him what I ha- what I encountered and what my suspicions were for the duck club. He asked me if I had any proof aside from catching two employees in the act and the sheet on my employee's desk that I came across and that there was a duck club. And I said no, but I thought it was pretty easy to connect the dots. He played uh, this. Sorry, go I, ahead. First of all, eyewitness is evidence. Yes. That that is is evidence. Okay. He played this off as basically people will do what they want to do and. Kids will be kids. He acted like I was trying to stir up trouble by making leaps to things that didn't exist and that I should write it up. 
Yeah, right. <laughs> and that I should write it off as a one-time event and not blow it out of proportion. He also, he <laughs> kind of... intended. Right, pun intended. Uh, <laughs> also, he kind of chuckled when I called it a duck club and laughed when I had heard people <laughs> quacking at each other, when I said I had heard people quacking at each other. So when the meeting was over and my boss and I left his office, he said, you guys have a good day, quack, quack. Run! Don't walk! Run! Now, I don't know if he was doing that to mock me and take and my take on the whole situation, or perhaps that was a subtle way of him saying, yes, I know about the club, and not only am I aware of it, I'm also a member. So a member. But perhaps that's me reading too much into it once again. My manager and I were kind of dumbfounded when we left the supervisor's office by the way he responded. My manager was also surprised that a supervisor suggested we not address the situation at all. But we both decided that taking everything into consideration, we could just roll with this weirdness to work where we do. We are very nicely paid with great benefits. Yeah, great benefits. And, and generous vacation time. We also love what we do and love our team. Emphasis on the love. Uh, even the quacks, lol. I am fine to let this pass and never speak of it again and can live with, uh, live with it knowing that nothing will be done about it and I won't be in trouble for not doing anything now that I've done my part in reporting it. I know that may sound weird, but I'd rather stay here and work because it's actually a relief knowing that even though the decision of the higher-ups was, was to not address it, that I won't at least be held responsible if anything else ever comes with it. I do have proof that I reported it because my manager would back me if anything ever came of this news. I'm also happy to say that I can now speak to the two I caught in the act without blushing. And we've moved on, <laughs> even though nothing was ever said verbally about it. Okay. <laughs> I mean, at some point, some relationship is going to go south. Someone's going to get an STD and everything is going to get blown out of proportion. And there will be a harassment allegation. And at the point this person talked to their manager and then talked to the manager's manager, that's all relevant. So. How many different ways can this go south still? I mean, I just like, it's so infinite. Many. It's infinite. So, so many. So many. <laughs> sorry. I, I, do, so, know how, sorry, I so, do know how our, our out of the episode is going to be. It's me like, quack, quack. Quack, quack, Kate. <laughs> Uh, oh man okay i liked the return of the duck club that was good yeah that that god i gosh i'm gonna be giggling about that for the rest of the day all right so we <laughs> now know, if we ever do merchandise again we need to have a duck club t-shirt yes yes don't join the duck club <laughs> okay uh so <sighs> we will have we have another ask a manager story here that was sent to us but i want to read the note that it came with. All right, so this comes from uh, Julie, uh, listener Julie in Alabama. Ah. Hey, y'all. Yeah, hey, y'all from the state of Alabama. <laughs> First, uh, there are really our folks here who have a little sense, kind of. We didn't all vote for he who must not be named, nor do we really care for Jeff Sessions, 
Although he <laughs> is the spitting image of Granny Clampett. <laughs> I'd never noticed, but holy moly. All right. Someone uh, shared this request for advice in a group on Facebook, and it's so dang crazy. I wanted to share it with you. I'm not. Uh, um, uh, thanks, y'all, for a great show. Uh, I've listened from the beginning, and you're one of my favorites. Thank you, Aww, Julie. That's thanks, so nice. Thanks, Julie. All right. So, so this we have another Ask a Manager, uh, and I'm just going to read this because it's okay. awesome. <laughs> uh, and this is much more recent. This is just from last month. Uh, a reader writes. So, I'll just come out and say that I know this is that it is. Uh, this is uh, typos. I got it's so hard to read typos that other people write. Say that I know this is totally inappropriate to say the least, and I need to find a new job ASAP. This is already we're starting off better than our last <laughs> friend. Um, what I'm looking for is advice on how to cope with this in the meantime and how to salvage my career moving forward. Oh. I've worked I've worked for a small trucking company owned by a very very wealthy man for the past 2 years. This oh, I com- love the trucking industry. Yes. yes. This company is more of a hobby than a money-making venture for him. He throws his money around like you wouldn't believe and makes no secret of how wealthy he is. There are frequent patron-fueled lunches where he brings in bottle after bottle. Oh, sorry. Patron-fueled lunches. Haha. <laughs> Context is everything where he brings in bottle after bottle of Patron and encourages all of us to drink heavily. And he makes fun of the people who don't join in. Oh, no. Okay. He's done a lot of weird, inappropriate stuff during those lunches. And at other times, it's a really, really weird environment. And my wife is routinely horrified by the stories I bring home. But this was by far the worst. Last (laughs) week, during one of those Patron lunches, He brought in costumes for all of us to dress up in to make it more fun. Quote, unquote, (laughs) make it more fun. I don't know. Like I said, really weird environment. He gave me a trucker costume and two of my coworkers uh, police officer costumes and started talking about how funny it would be to film a video of the police officers (gasps) arresting me (gasps) and uh, doing favors to get out of being arrested. (gasps) He offered no, us no 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 no. But wait 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 wait. He offered us thirty thousand dollars to do it. That no, uh, uh, we were all men said no. So he called one of the accountants to bring the business checkbook and offered us forty five thousand dollars. <laughs> he actually told her to get ready to drive to the bank and cash the check. He was not joking. We all continued to say no, and he finally let it go, but he mocked us for the rest of the week. Obviously, I'm leaving, but what the heck do I do in the meantime? There's no HR to go to. Also, what does this mean for my career moving forward? I've done good work here and have been promoted into a leadership position that I'd love to keep on my resume, but I don't think he'd give me a good reference, and he's so volatile that I wouldn't want a new employer talking to him anyway. I have no idea what he would say. There's no one else above me who I could put down as my manager. I'm a department head. Have I torpedoed my career by working for a crazy person? Uh, one, the answer is no. You haven't torpedoed of course, your career. Of course not. Uh, two, yeah, you gotta leave, but I, oh man, alive. Like take the 45 grand and consider it a severance and don't engage <laughs> in the behavior. You take the money first and run. 
take the money and run. Steve Miller Band was right. Yes. Uh, <laughs> no. Deep cut Don't, for the yeah, old lady reference. Yeah, here. yeah no, I, I got it. I got it. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't um, know if that makes me feel good or bad to get that reference. All right. So, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't do that. Don't do any of it. You're fine. Apply to other jobs. Get your ass out of there as fast as you possibly can. Yeah. Put a department head who you work with frequently as your reference, who is probably one of the other people who, who said no, but would be willing to give you a good reference. Because I I know that recruiters know that people have worked for horrible people. And if this occurred, particularly in a state like Alabama, people are going to understand. You're going to find another job, I promise. Oh, man. Doing favors. Awesome. You brought well, in costumes. Like, you bring in costumes before you're drunk. Like, you plan this well That's, in advance. Yes. Right? Yes. No, he was, he was all over this. He knew exactly what he wanted. <laughs> Uh, Uncali versus Sundowner Foods. It's going to be quoted like nine million nine. times in the lawsuit. <laughs> in that case, right? <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Uh, so on that note, um, thank you, Julie, for sending us uh, that story. Uh, I encourage all of you, if you like stories like that, <laughs> to send us the ones that you know uh, yes. to hwepodcast at gmail That's great. You can also uh, send us obviously links to other stories. Uh, that you see out there and we'll share those. But, uh, you know, I was also thinking, you know, feel free to send us comments, questions, mm -hmm. you know, you can have a little, mm -hmm. you know, ask a lawyer segment if we want, you know, we, we've been a little more locked into kind of recent news and, and some funny news stories lately. Uh, there's no reason we need to keep doing that. Although we, I think we have great content when we do it, <laughs> but uh, we can do a little more, mix it up a little bit. Uh, so please send us your questions, comments, uh, concerns, uh, anything yes. you like to, to you know, topics that we haven't covered that you'd like for us to talk about, whether just generically as part of a question you have or, or if you have a case or, or, or anything you want us to talk about, like anything at all. Uh, we're looking to interact with all of you uh, mm -hmm. more. So please, you know, send anything you've got to to hwepodcast at gmail.com. Kate, how can people talk to you like if they wanted to hire you and pay you for your services? <laughs> well, you can find me on Twitter or LinkedIn. Twitter is K-A-B-I-S-C-H. Uh, LinkedIn is Kate Bischoff with the off, the Bish with the off. Um, and thrivelawconsulting.com is another place. There's even my calendars right there. So if you want to chat to... That just hit talk to Kate and select a time on my calendar. So, yeah. Very how about good. you, Mark? Where can we find you? I'm uh, at Salad Pants on Twitter, <laughs> and you can find me on the Bullard Law website with all of my contact information there. Um, you know, and Friendster. <laughs> That's an older reference than yes, "Take the Money and Run." By the by, uh, it's not, but it feels like it. <laughs> Yes. My my space, you know, uh, yes. uh, you know, AOL Instant Messenger. <laughs> yes. All right. Thank you, Kate. Great time talking to you as always. And remember, yes. everybody, quack quack.
Don't join the duck club. Don't join the duck club. (laughs) Bye. Bye.